Hey, I'm Selena. I'm Gracie. And this is Catching Up With Us. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm good. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. So far, so good. Midweek. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good. This week has felt long. I feel like my days in the morning have been super busy. So I'm like ready for lunch at 1030. And I look down. I'm like, oh, it's only 1030. Wow. Um, I I don't mind that because I'm a morning person, but it does make the afternoon drag on. I feel the exact same way. I think with the change in time and all of that, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, I keep forgetting that that happened. And then I keep looking at my cl- clock and feeling so disoriented with whatever time <laughs> it is at that moment that I check that I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. And I'm not adjusted yet, but. Here's a quick question on time change. Does it affect you more in the morning or at night? Across the board, I think at night. I'm yes. one of those crazy people who prefer the other time change. Yeah. Not the spring one, which like most people are like, you're crazy because <laughs> that means less daylight. But mm-hmm. I am a morning person and I get up early for work. So like, I yeah. like more daylight in the morning and like when it's dark at five, it's like, I cannot mentally prepare for sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've also like, I've had no problem waking up every morning. It's like, I'm like popping out of bed, like no problem. I'm having a really hard time falling asleep. Um, and maybe. And it's not that I go to bed so late anyways, but like, I'm just like laying there with my eyes closed for like an, what feels like an hour and a half before I actually fall asleep, which is like not normally the case. Like I'm, I'm like a turnover, fall asleep immediately type of girl. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Except yeah. Like aside from like extremely stressful periods of time, I fall asleep very easily, mm-hmm. but since the time change, it's been, I'm like up way later and I'm like, I have to go to sleep, <laughs> turn off, <laughs> but it, I can't. <laughs> like the the fun things we talk about in our late 20s huh yeah <laughs> I can't fall asleep right away <laughs> oh let's quickly run through kind of our favorites of the week um because we do have kind of a an exciting series that will introduce this episode which I think is great um so what have you been cooking this week what's your favorite bite we did like a big meal prep for lunch and dinner this week kind of unexpectedly over the weekends we've been eating a lot of leftovers but mm-hmm. my favorite bite for sure was this chocolate zucchini bread that you sent me the recipe for it's and I so good because I made a lasagna with zucchini instead of noodles and I had all this extra zucchini and so mm-hmm. I made that and it was so good I didn't even have any extra chocolate chips it was just chocolate mm-hmm. and it was it's delicious Yep. It's from the book Snacking Cakes. I made it over the weekend. And I think what I liked about it was that it was like equal, A, it had veggies in it and it was chocolate. So that's like a double win. But also like there was some spice. Was it cardamom? Yeah. There was cardamom in there. And I thought that was like a really nice touch. Yeah. And I like the poppy seeds. I didn't do the poppy seeds because I only had like a couple sprinkles. Oh, I bought, I've been making Clara Saffitt's almond poppy seed lemon Mm -hmm. cake, which is just a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, and I could only find poppy seed in bulk. So anything that calls for poppy seed, I put Just it sprinkle in. Sprinkle it in. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very good. What about you? Ooh. Um, well, today's St. Patrick's Day. So I made a, a rather boiled dinner. We had corned beef, cabbage, carrots, roasted potatoes. And I made an Irish soda bread, which wasn't great. Um, I don't <laughs> think I'll be adding that to my repertoire. Um, but I, I haven't really, I made um, something pretty gross on Monday. I just like I every once in a while like I have a really bad strikeout whether it's like I didn't time it right like everything just kind of goes wrong and so it was supposed to be like a miso butter soba noodle dish which like right up my alley but like the sauce was a little too funky for me and then I kind of overcooked the soba noodles so it was super mush like the whole thing was just kind of like a bust mm. texturally flavorly not for me so it wasn't hasn't been my best cooking week but it was up there don't you like when you have those like little moments of failure though? It's something you're really good at because you're yeah. like, well, this is how other people feel when they do this thing that I'm very good All at. All the time. Yeah. But also it makes me upset, not because I failed, but because I'm wasting food. Yeah. And I, I like, there was no way to salvage it. And it was like, I had used a bunch of stuff in it that was like, I just bought. And I was like, damn. I wasted, wasted all this asparagus in this one dish and like there's no way to pick it out and it still be good like it really just had to go into the trash and so that made me feel kind of shitty but oh, that's, that's okay hard. that's hard to way to start your week too 
I was just having one of those moments where like, I give up. <laughs> Never doing this again. Yeah. Scrambled eggs it is, but it was fine. <laughs> um, I know we talked about it pretty much all last episode, but anything kind of you've been reading, watching, enjoying, anything like that? Um, I honestly feel like I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Michael read The Maltese Falcon, mm. an old little murder, or not murder, mystery, I guess murder mystery book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we watched the like old Humphrey Bogart yep. movie last night, which was really fun. It was mm-hmm. nice. That's great. I haven't read anything. Finished WandaVision. I think we talked about it last week. I thought it was really cute, well made. I think I was missing like half the story just because yeah. I didn't really watch the movies. Um, but I have been uh, listening to Up First, the NPR podcast every morning when I walk my dog. That's, I used to be really good at that when I was like commuting to work. I haven't been so good at it when I'm home. And now I'm like making a conscious effort to like, let's listen to the news and find out what's going on in the world again. Uh, so that's been kind of nice. I'm, I'm hearing that means you have a little bit more motivation and inspiration back after a few weeks of just like, blah. Yeah, I think it's like, I'm kind of, I think I'm starting to mentally prepare for like, okay, in the next eight, six to eight months, we'll probably be like kind of somewhat back in our normal routine. And I'm like, I want to like start that again, because I don't want it to be like such a shock when it's like, oh, you have to walk 30 minutes to work in the morning. And like that adjusts back to like getting ready an hour beforehand. Like, I, I think I'm going to start sprinkling in those routine moments, <laughs> especially in the morning. So it doesn't come so crazily as a shock when it happens that is very proactive of you I am we'll see how long that lasts <laughs> but it's the fun wow well that's great any quick highs or lows of the week I know it's only Wednesday but still I mean I just feel like the last few weeks have been tough and strange and I've felt burnt out and this week I'm feeling a little bit more like myself and motivated in general so it's been that's generally great. a good week that's a good little win. Yeah. I like that. What about you? Um, I got the vaccine oh, on yeah. Saturday. So that okay. was exciting. Um, the surprise Johnson and Johnson. The surprise Johnson and Johnson vaccine. But I'm vaccinated. Very grateful. Um, and I told you this before we started recording, but uh, I made two offers for people to start on my team and they both accepted. So that's very exciting. I'm very excited for you. So manager boss Gracie. <laughs> Yeah, Ending. the role you've always been um, made to play, but yes. <laughs> now for you can probably ask my sister when I've been bossing her around since age like two and a half to do like my own performances. So mm-hmm. it's all paying off. <laughs> oh my God. I just thought about having an episode with Sophie on and <laughs> <laughs> we'll get her on. We'll, we'll find something fun to talk about with her. <laughs> That's great. Do, well, do you want to introduce our new and exciting series? Yeah, so we're going to start a four-part, possibly longer, but probably four-part series on that we're calling the personality series, aka the Quizlet series, whatever you want to call it. Um, we know that like people are interested in understanding things that we don't know about and we don't understand as much and like the big who are we, where do we come from questions are answered in a lot of different things and Uh, Gracie and I both are people that are just like personally very interested in that our careers kind of talk about kind of address those kind of questions and understanding and so we're going to do a four-part series um, exploring different I guess assessments you could call them um, various things but ways to understand ourselves through these different lenses and so the first one we're going to talk about today is the MBTI or the Myers-Briggs or 16 personalities assessment. Um, Next week, we're going to talk about the Enneagram. And then we're going to dive into astrology and end with BuzzFeed quizzes. So we're going to start. It's really important to know what kind of bread you are. Yes. We're going to (laughs) start with most legit to least legit. But um, (laughs) the the way we talk about it, the what we learn about from each other, and that all will be top-notch, high level. So So welcome to our first episode of the personality series MBTI. Um, You know, I think, I don't know about you, but like one of the first like legit personality quizzes besides like magazines and like BuzzFeed that we'll get to and stuff like that, that I took was the 
Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, which is what the TI stands for, oh. uh, which I had no idea until I looked it up. Um, but I, I think, you know, for me, this was always like the most legit test that you could take. Um, now, after doing some research into it, it's not so legit. I'll talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't we start off kind of, what did you get? <laughs> yeah, so I, same, I remember taking this quiz or I keep calling it a quiz, which feels like (laughs) rude, even though I know it's not like the most legit thing, but I definitely took this in high school when there was like, take this and take the like career test. to We didn't take MBTI, but we took the career test. It was like, oh, you're going to be a fisherman. I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Fisherman. You do like a crazy sweater. Um, and I remember getting something and thinking like this whole time, that's who I was, but obviously mm-hmm. a lot of things changed since high school. So I took it again in preparation for this. And I am, I'm just going to look at my notes. So I remember mm-hmm. exactly, um, ENFJ. And before I tell you mine, I think this is kind of a good point to tell you what all the, the letters stand for, but the Myers-Briggs indicator test is essentially a personality assessment to, categorize people into like psychological personality types. Um, and I guess the point of the person that put it together, I think it was Myers or Briggs, uh, <laughs> was essentially like allowing people to A, categorize their personality, but also, and I think more importantly, figure out how it applies to their everyday life, whether it's like how they work with others, how they learn, how they like to be communicated with, how they love, how they socialize. If you check out their website, um, it, it kind of dives into every single level of that. Um, and so like Selena was saying kind of earlier, it's like, it's another way to categorize us, put a label on us, of course, but it also, what I think is the most interesting to me about this test is it actually kind of breaks down like from a professional standpoint, like what you could be good at, what you might struggle with, where you might need someone to step in for you. Um, which I think is really interesting. Uh, so like we were saying, you know, there's kind of 16, four letter combinations, um, and it's it's broken down into four categories. So the first one is favorite world, which I think is really kind of an interesting way to put it. But do you prefer to focus on your inner or outer world? And that's your I for introvert, your E for extrovert. That's you- I've never understood that part of this that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I, when I read that, I was like, favorite world. That's interesting. Not I was expecting it to be like, where do you get your energy? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So number two is information. Do you prefer to focus on the basic information or do you prefer to interpret and add meaning? So that's S for sensing and N for intuition. Number three is decisions. When making decisions, do you prefer to first look at logic and consistency or first look at the people and the special circumstances around those decisions? So that's T for thinking and F for feeling. Um, And the last one is structure. In dealing with the outside world, do you prefer to get things decided or do you prefer to stay open to new information and opinions? J for judging, P for perceiving. So those are your categories. Um, And kind of like I mentioned before, which kind of shocked me is that, you know, the assessment actually talks about like, this is 90% accurate, Um, but it's actually one of the most scrutinized tests out there. And a lot of psychologists and doctors and smart people have been like, this is a load of baloney. Um, which is really interesting. And it's not based on any sort of like scientific evidence at all. Unlike Um, bread or BuzzFeed is very scientifically based. (laughs) Um, And then the other kind of interesting fact I'll throw in there and then we'll talk about ourselves is that even though it boasts 90% accuracy, it has been reported that 50% of people arrive at different results. Even if they take it within a couple weeks of each other, I think that would be kind of an interesting exercise. So maybe, you know, I took mine about two and a half years ago and I started this job. You took yours last week, um, but maybe in a couple episodes, we'll retake it again and see if we get the same thing. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited about the series for a lot of reasons, but also I'm curious to see like how we describe what these things are for us each week sounds similar because I, in just describing that, you could t- not tell me what you're talking about. And I would guess you were talking about like astrology or some other yeah. like thing that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. But, like, the way you interpret it and the way that you see it helps you understand yourself. So like, so it's like useful, but it's obviously not like, I'm not sitting here thinking like, well, I'm an, I, I'm an E. So like that means, <laughs> yeah. et cetera. Like, <laughs> yeah. and we were kind of talking about this and I think it's applicable to all the tests that we will talk about throughout the series, but like, 
you can pretty much, at least for me, like you can pretty much tell me anything, like whether it's I'm a Capricorn and you could tell me I'm a Cancer and I'd be like, oh yeah, totally. Or like, <laughs> you could tell me I'm an INFP and I'd be like, oh uh-huh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like that's totally me. Like, so I, I think that like, like Selena was saying earlier, it's like, it's something to grasp onto, something to un- help understand yourself, but also like take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And so you are, you are an ENFJ. So that's extrovert intuition, feeling, judging. And I am the same thing with an I. So I am an introvert, um, intuition, feeling, judging, which I think is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what are your, what are your first reactions there? I mean, I'm not surprised that we're so similar, but yeah. also I think I would assume as we get more into this, but like, I'm, I think what surprised us about each of our individual results Mm -hmm. will also not be surprising (laughs) to each other yes like I'm not surprised that we're so similar but I also in the ways that I think we would be different I think is where we have issue with what our results are (laughs) yeah so do you want to kind of like do a walkthrough of like each of your letters do you agree with it do you not and I'll do the same sure yeah so we but uh, as like as in extrovert, which is interesting to me because I I've always identified as an introvert, um, and we've talked about this a little bit. Like we'll get into it that I think as I get older and get, not even get older, but more like I settle more into the parts of who I am that are pretty core that right. I just like am learning more about extrovert does make sense in a lot of ways and like I've always thought of introverted versus extroverted as like people who are like quiet in the corner at parties versus people who are like center of attention yeah Yeah, which like I am not and don't enjoy those things but I think um you mentioned this before we recorded but like that I do feel energized with connecting with other people I like that in a one-on-one or like a small kind of group setting but I definitely feel um like that like connection is does like replenish me but also I think the the interesting point about like your inner world or your outer world is yeah. really an, an interesting way to talk about that because I am a counselor I'm somebody who's like done a lot of personal growth and exploration like therapy, all those kind of things. And so if you just ask me that question point blank, I probably would tell you that my inner world is more yeah. what I think mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. but th- in thinking about it more, like I am extremely and like more so motivated by my impact and what mm. the outside, what the world looks like and how like my impact or in influence or whatever on that changes things. And like that. Yeah hundred percent also really motivating to me. So I think that's an interesting way to like. To recategorize almost. Yeah. And so, and I would also say like, I think the E surprise about your E surprised me the most in yours and then maybe your J, but we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Uh, But your E surprised me the most because I, I think I, when I thought about the E and the I in categorization, it was more in the, so with the social lens of like, oh, but her and I are always like in the corner of a party, just talking to each other (laughs) versus like pumping each other to go out or even like enjoying being in a setting like that. Like we both find that pretty draining. Um, And so I think I put it, I think when I was thinking about ease and eyes, I I had very much like a social lens versus like anything else. Uh, I'm an introvert. That is not a surprise. Uh, We were talking about this a little bit earlier, but Um, When I first graduated from college, I lived in a studio apartment by myself. And it was kind of a weird time for me socially because some of the people I had graduated with, like Selena, had moved away or kind of, you know, lived farther away from me in D.C. Some of my friends that were younger or abroad um, or back in kind of different programs. And I I was kind of like living in the studio in like almost like a purgatory of socialness. Like I was starting to make friends at work, but I didn't really have any other friends. Like I didn't really have D.C. friends. Right. Um, kind of everyone that I was waiting for to come back was not yet back. And so there were like weekends where I was, I was telling Selena this earlier, where I would show back up to work on Monday and, and realize that I like hadn't really talked to anyone besides like checking myself in at the gym or like the grocery cashier all weekend. And it didn't bug me at like, there was not one ounce of concern of like, oh, like I'm missing out or anything. Totally, totally content, kind of like minding my own business, walking around, finding projects for myself. 
Um, and that's definitely kind of where I get energy and feel I'm definitely in my inner world, whether it's like my own internal dialogue or kind of where I'm most content. Um, I also think that's probably why I haven't struggled as much with everything COVID related. Um, um, there's definitely been hard moments and like, I'm away from a lot of my friends and my family, but I haven't been like, wow, this sucks. I'm missing out so much. Like I'm like, oh, there's, I'm fine here. Um, yeah, that totally makes sense. And and like hearing you talk about that, because I feel like, like you said at the beginning, like if if my assessment gave me an I versus an E, I would be like 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely, totally. you know? But like hearing you talk about the way that that feels true to you doesn't feel true to me. Yeah. Like, then that makes sense why I'm an E. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think the other aspect of these two letters in particular and kind of how we rank to them is like, don't get me wrong. Like I like being social and I have a good group of friends and like, I feel really good when I see and talk to you guys. Um, but I think it's more of a want versus a need. Yeah. Um, I want those relationships versus I'm going to go nuts if I don't have that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, Oh, go ahead. No, I think that's a really good point. And it's just really interesting thinking about it in that way. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'll say on this is I think pulling it into our professional lives. I have a job that is very, I'm a recruiter. It's a very, when you think about recruiters, you think about like chatty, can talk to anyone, can walk into a room and like make small talk. And like, I can do that. I can turn it on. Um, and like, I enjoy it. And I think that's a part of my job that I think is, is really fun. Like connecting with people and like talking to them about something I know a lot about, like that makes me feel good, but I also have to come home and like have quiet. <laughs> Um, and I think that's a huge difference. Like we were talking about this before, but we have friends that like do things on, I don't do anything on the weekdays, like nothing. Like my social life is Friday through Sunday only. Like I will, even if you ask me to get dinner on a Tuesday night, I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do like, like I'll make up every excuse in the book because like, I need to go home to nothing. Like I need it to be quiet. I need to relax. Even better if I can sit in my room with the door closed, like I'm a happy girl. I just, I need to fully recharge. I feel like every episode has been really just about how antisocial we are, or it's giving that appearance. That's not true. We're but social. I just need to recharge afterwards. I think we're very selectively social, but yes. also um, I think that's really interesting that you bring that up professionally because I have always preferred, I mean, also I'm, I work with kids. So like a big, yeah. I would have very exhausting days where I'm like teaching lessons all day or with people with others a hundred percent of my day which is exhausting in a different way but because I don't work with people my own age or older there's like something that is a disconnect for me where it doesn't feel social because they're young like they're right they're youths so I don't I don't see it that way and then also like because I could go to I would meet friends for like a book club or a happy hour after work like mm-hmm. once a week back when we were working in person and that was no problem at all sometimes I would be like I don't feel like talking to anybody yeah um which is normal was, that's a human thing to do <laughs> yeah but it definitely wasn't like that draining to do those things and I think that's a big part because I work with kids so like you're not getting like the satisfaction it's not like a social thing almost definitely not definitely frowned upon <laughs> slash <Yeah>. legal <laughs> but yeah, like my think, work is a very, my workplace is very social. A lot of people are my age, but then on top of that, the people I'm recruiting are also relatively like my age span as well. And so the conversations we're having are peer to peer versus like me talking to a five-year-old or even talking to someone like triple my age. It's not like that. And yeah. then outside of zoom, you know, the last year of zoom, a lot of the ways that like we network and like, I talk to people are like over dinner or like it's a cocktail happy hour. So we're like schmoozing and we're talking and there's a drink in our hand and like things like that. And like, to me, I think my brain is like, Oh, you've been social check. Yeah. But no, <laughs> that totally makes sense. And I think, yeah, I think like that just professionally, that's a big difference. And I've always preferred to have that barrier of like work is not like that. Mm-hmm. And then everything outside of work can be like that. So I've always yeah. had that pretty clear boundary but I also what I like about this and like how this is useful to me in friendship is like knowing that you feel that way it's like I'm not gonna a either ask and if I ask you and you say no that's not like oh she doesn't want to hang out with me or you know it's like I did something wrong or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like I understand that that's something that's important to you and so like 
I'm gonna wait till the weekend. Yeah, and I also like it's not that I will never say yes, but it's also like I'm I'm I I think I'm a probably overly self-aware person, and I'm very good to be like I'm not gonna <laughs> maybe good or bad to be like I'm not gonna have a good time, or like I'm not gonna be able to be 100% present for you, or like I'm gonna look disinterested or seem disinterested because I'm kind of like mentally shutting off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so like I I can kind of. I have the ability to step away from that to be like, yeah, I had a shit Monday or a long Monday. Like I, I'm not going to be fun at happy hour today. So I'm going home. Yeah. I think, you know, hopefully, I mean, we talked about this, I think in the first episode, but just like normalizing where you're communicating, where you're at with friends, I think is something that I hope we continue to do because I think saying something like that is totally understandable. And to be able to say things like that moving forward and like people just get it and like respect it and, don't take it personally, I think is, would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, should we move on to the second letter? <laughs> what yeah, did so, you the, so the last, so the next three letters we have the same. Yeah. What was surprising? What was not surprising for you and for me? Okay. So for me, honestly, I think the rest of them are not that surprising except okay. for maybe also the J I should say the J versus mm-hmm. P, I was like 55, 45%. So I was like right in the okay. middle there. Super which, close, yeah. Which I think makes sense. Um, but I think, which is the one, now I'm getting confused, which is the one where it's like the the structure. Is that the last one? Structure is in dealing with the outside world, do you prefer to get things A, decided, or B, be stay open to new information. Decided is judging, P is perceiving, which is open to new information how these things like how those two words make sense of those descriptions I don't understand <laughs> but I, I think that's the biggest surprise for me mm-hmm. yeah. I agree I think you're a very open person you're also like when when you're making a decision you like to kind of have all the information out there first and like someone has the opportunity to change your mind or change the way that you think about things and like you're very, very open to that conversation I think I have the conversation already knowing what I've decided. And I think that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. I think I like have always been somebody that like when I do a presentation, I don't really practice. Like I liked, I mean, I, I, I know what I need to know. Right? But of course. I always prepared. Prepa- I, I'm prepared like intellectually, but I've always preferred like how I am in the moment and like on the fly and things like that. And mm-hmm. I think being open to that is and changing and I think like this this difference mm-hmm. and I think the J was kind of surprise mm, no yeah that's where it was more su- surprising for me that I was not P yeah I but again that. I was very close so I think it's like situationally it might be <laughs> different yeah um not surprising for you no when you make like a big life decision like I'm trying to think of an example of like you're gonna quit your job tomorrow and you don't have anything else set up, like, do you want your, when you're talking to your peers or whoever you kind of trust with that information, do you want them to give you all sides? And then you take that and you kind of like go back to yourself and like make your decision on that. Or do you already know what you're going to do and what's, what feels right? You're just like waiting for someone else to like affirm that. Um, it really depends. Yeah, sense. I know that's, that's a very, like a very general statement. <laughs> but I think I like am lucky enough and like have worked hard on building a network of people that I know if I brought to that, mm-hmm. that question to them, for example, like they know me, like you are included in that obviously, but like those people know me well enough to know like what parts I'm maybe either not considering because like, I don't think that way or because like, I subconsciously don't want to think about those things and like right. challenge me in that or whatever. Um, but I also like, I think this, this part of both of us is we're, we're both pretty decisive. Yeah. So, like I don't go into it because that, that almost feels like stubborn to me, like going into it with like, I'm just informing you, like, you're not going to change my mind. We can have a conversation about it, but like, I already know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, which I think more is like That's you. Me. Yeah. It's also hundred percent Michael, which I think is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. it's interesting though, because I don't approach it that way. Like I'll ask for your opinion, but I also have pretty much already set, unless you are like 
unless you are going to tell me that this is going to like blow up the world, you know, like I've already kind of made my decision and weighs my pros and cons. It's almost like a, like a sanity check. Like I want to know, I want to know and feel like I'm making the right decision because you verified it for me. Mm. Like I already know what I'm going to do. And even if you, I also already like come up with my other arguments. If you're like, no, Gracie, this is nuts. I'll be like, oh, but you know, like I already have that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's kind of like, it's the way that I've I've also always been like this with my parents. And it's like, I like to be challenged. Like I want you to present the other side of it and make me think about it differently. But I think I have a really strong, like, decision making part of my brain and also like a very strong moral compass like I know like what the Gracie thing to do or is is going to be if that makes sense yeah I I feel the same way I think I also have a pretty strong moral compass and like pretty good sense good. yeah decision making um like I do not take a long time to decide what I want mm-hmm. at all unless except that it's what to eat <laughs> yeah. unless it's takeout very long time. <laughs> That's why my favorite, you're one of my, you and Michael, I've joked about this for years. You, <laughs> Michael, for those of you who don't know, if you're listening, is my husband. Are like and one of my good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're very similar in a lot of ways, which I think is just funny. That's like the best way to go out to eat for me is like a place that I'm like vaguely interested in. That's fun. And like, we order like 60 plus percent of the menu and just share (laughs) because that that takes all of that out of it for me but anyways um that's a really interesting way to think about that the making decisions part because I think I think I want to I'm thinking about like if I made a decision that people would critique what would I be upset about that they're critiquing which like, I don't really care about most people's opinion in that way. But like, if it was important people to me, Mm -hmm. I think I would be, I don't want to appear like I'm not considering all the options. Even if I've already decided what option makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where the like P part is where I think that maybe falls more. Is like, I I like all the, I like to hear other people's perspective on the options, not necessarily the decision, but like, I want to go through the checklist of like, oh, you brought that up. I've already thought about that. Oh, you Mm -hmm. brought that up. I thought about that. I considered that. And then in the occasion where it's like, oh, I didn't consider that. That's a really good point. Like, especially from people who I trust and know have my best interest at heart. I'm (laughs) I'm always appreciative of that because it's like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't think about that really. And, and that, that almost brings me back to, I can't even think of like an example, but like, I think that's a very true to our interactions with each other of like, you'll come to me and you're like, I'm thinking about this, or I'll come to you and I'm thinking about this. And like, I'll be like, can I play devil's advocate for a second? Like, what about this? What about this? And my, my go-to kind of questions, I think for you are like, <laughs> like, is does it make sense financially? Does it make sense timeline? Like, does this, is this realistic? Like do do all the logistics line up and your questions to me on that are like, does this feel right? (laughs) Like, like, is your heart telling you this is the right thing to do? Like, what do you want to do? And I think it's even like the type of way we give advice and kind of, it it shows the way I think we think about those big decisions. Yeah. I'm a very logical, intellectual person and decision maker but I'm not a very practical person and I think I'm probably the opposite (laughs) yeah which is helpful and like I reckon like I'm not trying to pretend or sit here and say that I'm not that way like I I know that and um Michael likes to say (laughs) I guess hopefully my mom never listens to this I don't know but he likes to say (laughs) that um certain things I do are just like a clear sign that I raised myself and Mm. and I think the practicality of things is really just like a miss for me in a lot of ways, even down to things like, like, oh, my gas tank's been on for three days. Like I'll make it, I'll be fine. You know, like, yeah. And that doesn't come from like a place of fear or recklessness because I don't think I'm like either of those things. It's just Mm -hmm. like the practical part of my brain is not strong. Yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. Like, it's not the logic that's missing. It's like the prep, like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Cause I don't, I don't make decisions based on emotion. Like it's important to me, but like, ultimately, like I make a pro and cons list. Like I'm very logical about those things, but the practical part of my brain is like not there. Yeah. Not strong. Like even with, even the two of us, we, we like 
have been fantasizing over the past three plus years of like living in the same city. And obviously we're in two different sides of the country right now. And like us, obviously we're gonna make decisions for different reasons and like with different, I guess, goals in mind. But like even the process of like us thinking through that, you're like, I'm ready to go wherever, like plot me in anywhere. And I'm like, I'm like, well, do you know how much movers cost? And like, how are you gonna get your kitchen table across the country? Like, that's the way that I, like, that's my first response, which is why I'm still in DC 10 years later. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say it has, it has limitations on both sides. It has yeah. good things, but it also has limitations. Cause it's like, you know, you said even just the other day, like if I leave here, it's gonna be because someone's gonna be dragging me up. Like, okay, <laughs> like, we're going really now. Great reason. Yeah, like, and I, I almost like, and I've like moved places before with no job and no money and then. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> like, figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a, this is a whole different conversation, but like, there's that fear of the uncertainty that I don't like, which is like, if someone were like, if someone in my company were like, Hey, we want you to move across the country and do this, this, and this, I'd be like, yep, no problem. Let me put that into motion. Like I know the next steps, but I'm waiting for someone to do that. <laughs> and I think that's the problem. Which I think ties into like the, j versus p or whatever where it's like do you stay open to new information and options and also the i versus e of like thinking about the outer world and i think your motivation about and your your like core focus i guess is like that inner was going to bring you like that inner sense of peace and calm mm -hmm. and like capability and all of that makes sense and where i i'm, I'm i think just by um circumstances beyond my control I've become very comfortable with the uncertainty and yeah. so that makes me feel more like okay well give me all the things and I'll figure it out mm -hmm. um, is there a moment that you can think of that like that role was reversed for you or like kind of challenged you in a different way where I was more practical like you to do anything to move forward you like you had, I, I don't, I don't know kind of what I'm getting at, but like, I guess my example is like two and a half years ago, three years ago, I quit my job and didn't have a job. That was the first time in my life where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> in mm -hmm. any, and like that totally freaked me out. It showed me that like, I'm going to live and I'm going to be fine. And like, things are going to work out, but it was definitely one of those things that like, and I, I think like my friends were like, I like, she's going rogue. <laughs> like she would never do something like this. It was right around your wedding actually. Yeah. Um, my last week was the week after your wedding. Um, and I had a wonderful summer. Like I got to travel, like things worked out. I got an amazing job, like things like that. But I think for me, like that was the first time where I kind of like flipped my table and I was like, whatever, let's, let's, let's figure it out. And I've never been like that. Mm -hmm. I know. I kind of want you to be more like, I, I feel like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I ask the questions. So it's like, nope, just, just, just take just that one little chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I, think right, I think right now I'm in a job that I'm, I'm really unhappy at and have been for the, the two years that I've been in this job, but the pandemic and also like the financially and logistically and not, not, I wouldn't say fear, but just like the uncertainty has been a far more important realistic factor that yeah. I like haven't made certain decisions because mm -hmm. of those things. Right. And it's well, driving usually me I think you wouldn't, you wouldn't hesitate <laughs> to make those decisions. Yeah. Like if I, if it was, if things were more certain, if there were more jobs, if there were more, whatever, I would have left a long time ago. Yeah. But um, That's a good I idea. think right now, and I think it like feels inauthentic to me, probably the same way yeah. that, that time where you were not working felt and like, didn't know what you were doing felt mm -hmm. like you didn't feel like yourself mm -mm. in certain ways, but I did in fact socialize on the weekdays. Those in those couple months. <laughs> <laughs> went to a lot of Monday night trivia. Wow. Bringing it, up, bringing it all the way back. I needed some sort of structure. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. I liked that question. I, I wasn't so eloquent, but we got there. Yeah. Um, what other, were there any other letters that surprised you in your ENFJ? Um, taking a look at my notes. I think, I think you like the J is what surprised me the most about yours. I definitely thought you were going to be perceiving the intuition and the feeling totally makes sense to me. Yeah, totally. And the way you were describing it, I forget exactly, but. One was information, sensing and intuition. The other one was decisions, thinking and feeling. 
Yeah. The do information, do you prefer to focus on the basic information or do you prefer to interpret an ad meeting? That's like a hundred percent true of me. Yeah. I like <laughs> almost to a fault where like someone yeah. tells me how it is. I'm like, no, but yeah, what no. else is there? <laughs> yeah. I think that's also like your creativity. Like creativity. <laughs> creativity whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you're the same. okay what about you because do you feel like those other those two are f- true of you too so yes and no I thought that I made sense I think that n makes slight sense um I think I go beyond basic information like I need more to kind of make it make you know make a decision or like get the information I need. So intuition makes sense. Feeling and thinking, I think was one where I was like, okay, like when I read it, the way it's, it's kind of defined, like I like to think about people's circumstances and, and kind of special situations. But I also think like, I do look at logic and consistency first. So like, I feel like maybe, I don't remember what my percents were, but I think I could be between T and F. Mm -hmm. I think when I, when I look at it more, like I, I get the logic, but then I'll talk to you and be like, okay, here's actually her situation. So then I can give her advice. Yeah. Like that's the way I thought about it. So that was a little bit surprising. Um, I think that was my biggest one. My J makes sense. Judging makes sense. I like to have things decided. I don't really like to be like thrown into something where I'm open to new. Like I'm never like the type of person that like doesn't have plans on a trip. Mm. Like I have a, I have a strong itinerary or at least like know what I want to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's fair to say you have a s- strong itinerary. <laughs> it's more like, it's not like I'm like, oh, by, at 8 a.m. we have to do this. At 3 p.m. we have to do this. It's more like, oh, I'll make reservations in advance or like I'll book a tour. And so I know that like, oh, on Tuesday, we're going to be in this area. So let's do that. So like, I kind of have a general idea. I'm not like a let's, let's wander and see what happens type of girl. Yeah. Um, Which is why I you think, don't like beach vacations. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like I like having something to do and like something kind of to look forward to and like know that tomorrow we're doing this or something like that which also drives or a little bit nuts because he's like vacations for relaxing and I'm like yeah but there's so much to see here (laughs) um but yeah I think my the I the N and the J all make sense the F was kind of where I was a little confused that's what I was most surprised for with you as well I thought you would be a T for sure but I, I think I also I think that also plays on like the sensitive part of my personality. I'm not like a super, super, but I care a lot about the people that I really like. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's kind of where that comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think like you definitely, and I think to it's interesting because I think to people who don't know you as well, see the like, maybe more hard ass, more like. The tea. The tea. (laughs) But people who know you and like the people that you make that space for it's definitely like that that comes first before like the facts I can't think of an example right now but if you were to come to me and be like hey I want to do this thing and I totally disagreed with you I'd probably tell you that I disagreed with you but I wouldn't like I I would present it in a logical way but I think this is where it comes in it's because I would understand this is what you need to do and like this is what your circumstances like going back to our example if you were quitting your job tomorrow Like, I would understand that you were miserable and all these things were kind of like not working out for you before being like, okay, what about money? What about your time? Like all this stuff, like the instability. So I think like the logic part is in my brain, but I also, for the people I care about, I'm like, okay, what's your situation? What's your circumstance that's kind of driving you to this, I guess, end point? Have you ever interacted with someone or, or like done something in a way that was based more on like the tea, the facts? Yeah. And, and it not gone well? Uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest example I can think about is like friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm very quick to judge, which is not one of my, I guess, strong suits, but I also have like a really good gut of like, this is going to work. This isn't going to work. And here's why. But I, I think I'm, when I'm judging like is this going to work or is this friendship not going to work I think I'm a little bit too logic versus like oh but they have all these things going in their life right now I think I'm like this isn't going to work done you know mm-hmm. that's also yeah. very but I think that's like the harshness of my personality 
Well, but I think, I think the gut thing is like a very important thing in for you and in you. And like, I, you're one of those people who I think listens to their gut the most of people that I know. And like 90% of the time it worked, like it makes sense and it works in your favor. Yeah. More than that. But like, I feel like that's something that sometimes I struggle with is listening to that. Like I have a very good sense of intuition and those things, but I think the like optimist in me or the you, like- You see the good in like a lot of people or situations. Yeah. Like, where I'm very quick to be like, this isn't working. Yeah. I think the like commitment to seeing the good is sometimes like, I see that beyond other, everything else. And that sometimes is. Yeah. And I think I also make decisions on like in relationships, in situations, in things like that. If I have a very strong, like, this is what's logical and like, you're, what's the right word? You're, You're breaking it or like you're going against something that's like really near and dear to what I think is right or wrong, which again is a whole different conversation or like the type of people like I want to be surrounded by. Like, I think I almost have like this unconscious like criteria that's like, nope, done. Like that's, that's kind of like, (laughs) that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's my, that's my thinking versus my feeling. I think it's interesting too that that's something that like you really love history and you really love things of like the past and things that are like it's interesting that you're that type of person and then also those are the things that you're interested in because those are all things that like make sense logically based on like experiences that you've had or things you've learned about somebody or you know whatever that's Mm -hmm. happened just like in the past so it's like why why would this person not do exactly what I saw them do five months ago or whatever which is just really interesting that those are like and I'm very future oriented. Like I, I don't really have any interest in history. Like I think it's important for a lot of different reasons, but it's not something that I like gravitate to. That, that's also great. Thing. I'm very like future oriented in the like, I don't want to say last minute because like I do like to plan, but like mm-hmm. the, the ways where we're different in that, like I can be ready for a decision, but I come to the table and then at the table, there's 12 different other things like that. And you're excited about all of them and you like say yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, we explore that there. And then that's moving forward is like pretty, I think like present slash future oriented, which is just interesting. Cause that's like personally what I'm gravitated towards. And I think I, also. I think that I am the opposite of like, if we're tech, like using that example, if there's like 10 of us and we're making plans, if we make plans and I show up and I'm expecting one thing and we go do something else, that makes me upset (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like, I said yes, because I thought we were like, you know, going to the mall and all of a sudden we're going to the beach or like going on a hike. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. Or like, this is not what I planned for or whatever it might be. So like in those situations, do you have to just be removed from it entirely? Like like not a part of the planning I think it's thinking on- specifically of your bachelorette party that's coming up in a year from now where you're like you obviously want to be surprised I think it depends but you're also like, not gonna know the plan I think it depends it depends on the people it depends on the circumstance if it's a huge group of people and like I don't know you all well like not know you all well but like it's kind of like I've already said yes to like hanging out with this group like I'm not going to be that person that's like just kidding not coming but like, let me give you an example. If you, me and McCall were making plans and we were going to go for brunch at this place that we were like all excited about and you guys showed up and you're like, just kidding, Gracie, we're going on a hike. I would feel comfortable enough to say I'm good. <laughs> this is not what I planned. You want to just go and see what it no. was? <laughs> well, a hike is an extreme example. A hike is an extreme example. We would never spring that on you. No, but like, I, I think if I'm comfortable enough with people, I would feel okay being like this is not what I wanted and the other circumstance is like how far in advance can I catch it like if we're still texting about it and like the decision's going in a different direction I might be like just I'm not it (laughs) count me out but if I'm already there it might be different Mm -hmm. so it's really just like the planning ahead you really like to know all the information I like to know what I'm getting into (laughs) as much ahead of time as possible yeah, I, I also think that goes with like my my weekday plan mentality of like if you were to text me at 5 30 p.m. being like, I'm in your neighborhood, want to go on a walk? I'd be like, God oh, damn. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like if you had texted me the week before to be like, hey, you want to go on a walk Tuesday evening? I'm like prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. I get that. 
and it's not that I don't want to see you. It's that like I was in my head, like walking home, like I'm going to put my feet up, get in my PJs, watch my show. <laughs> and like, that's like already what I've planned. It's the planning. It's the planning. Yeah, it's the planning. That's what gets to me. Mm-hmm. But I think because I've planned that my bachelorette party is out of my control, I'm okay with it. And I think that like, you guys know <laughs> what is going to make me really uncomfortable or I'm really not going to like. Like, I would be shocked if we went on a hike. (laughs) Like, I think you guys know enough and have, like, interacted with me enough to know that, like, that's not something that I'm going to be excited for. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think it's funny that, I think we've talked about this before, either on the podcast or just separately, but, like, you are one of my most, if not my most, like, planner... (laughs) type a like not in personality like you're a very low maintenance person but definitely type a like structure is important to you internally I'm very type a I don't think when you meet me you're like wow she's super type a no not at all but like all of these things that we've talked about is very true but I think it's so interesting to me because a lot of my friends describe me as that which is just mind-blowing like I know that you're like (laughs) I know that you're motivated and like, I don't doubt that at all. Like, that's not part of the question, but like when I think type A, you're not the person that comes up in my head. No, like I feel very chill <laughs> in comparison, but yeah. I told somebody once that I was very chill and they like laughed in my face and they were like, you were not you want me to meet them? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, or world shattered. I was like, I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it's interesting also the time we've both spent on the East Coast because I think like West Coast type A, West Coast chill is very different than East Coast type A, East Coast chill. And I think like I'm notches below East Coast type A, if that makes sense. Definitely. This person who told me this also lived in a van. So okay, yeah, that's very different. <laughs> very, very different. Um, but yeah, I think it is interesting. And the the like geological difference is I think huge too yeah because I think like for a California person I'm not chill but like Mm -hmm. for a for an east coast person I'm like slow (laughs) yeah it's so wild yeah but that has that kind of impact oh man when was like or have you ever or would you ever use like an MBTI sort of assessment in a professional setting would that be helpful to you would you think it's a lot of bullshit or like how would that kind of benefit you or not yeah I mean I think like we said kind of at the beginning I think like all these things we're going to talk about are in some way look I mean this is the most quote-unquote legitimate one (laughs) so they're all most 90% accuracy so we'll go with that (laughs) but I mean like as a counselor as an educator as somebody who like a lot of my work is collaborative and about getting to the root of things mm-hmm. that like any tool to understand yourself in a different lens is useful. And so I think that that is something that if you can do for yourself, do for a group, do for yourself in a group setting, mm-hmm. if leadership can do that, like the more, com- the more th- tools that are used to get those conversations going in like an intentional and meaningful way, I think are beneficial. Yeah. I think, um, like the danger on the other side is where it becomes like like too doctrine and like yeah. too I mean not to get controversial but like almost like religion when it's like too much of one specific thing and there's no yeah like this is the law and there's no or no like I'm an F so therefore I only do this yeah like that is just extreme to me but I've never interacted with anyone who feels that way about I think astrology is probably the one of these four that we're going to talk about where people are like well I'm a Leo so like I can't do this because like I, you know like that's or like I'm one. not compatible with that person <laughs> yeah like that one feels the, the like the only one that's like taken too far sometimes yeah 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 I think this I think things like this are very helpful I mean I I use a lot of like actual data-driven assessments in my work also so like this kind of thing and these kind of conversations are a big part of what I do for students but um that's interesting and like far more in detail specifically around like career which are really interesting you'd probably be interested in that (laughs) um 
Like I love an assessment in short, I love an assessment. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think any way to think more about yourself and like be able to explain those things to other people. I think also professionally, like I tell, I talk to students now about this kind of stuff because it's like important to have a very concrete way to talk about your skills and your strengths and your weaknesses. And so I wouldn't say like put your four letters on your resume by any means, but also like understanding that this is who I am in the context of this role. And this is why it's, I, what my strengths are. And this is, these are areas that I'm not so good at, I think are helpful. Yeah. I think like, if anything, it starts the conversation with like either the people you manage or your manager or just yourself to be like, oh yeah, like maybe I am super J and you know, I could work a little bit more on staying more open for to new information and opinions and options. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, like you're saying, like it provides a good backbone. I don't think like it should define the way you live your life personally or professionally, socially, whatever you want to think about. But I do think it kind of at least makes you think about the type of person you are, which I think is more than what a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I think the other interesting thing, we were kind of talking about this before, Selena's heard this 45 times already, but like the first time I was introduced to the MBTI um, assessment was actually at work, which was like, part of my onboarding essentially of like, here's an assessment that you take, let's talk about it afterwards. And like, it is something that we, at at my job and kind of in my company, one of the first, uh, we were running an interview day and I was asking someone to like step in for someone else to run interviews. And someone was like, oh yeah, I'm a total P. Like, I love that stuff. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) Like, that's like the way they use it in my workplace. Um, But I also think, you know, when I think about, not in my role necessarily, but like in the job of consultants, when they kind of move across managers so often, it's a really good way to like meet your new manager and be like, I'm an INFJ. And they're kind of like, oh, got it. You know, like they're going to need time to recharge or this is the way they think about things. And like eight months later, when they move on to a new case and they have a new manager, they're like, I'm an INFJ. And they're like, okay, great. I'm a huge E, like we're going to have to work on that together. So I do think there's kind of some value in that. Um, And as I kind of shared at the beginning, like I'm ramping up two new people on my team over the next couple of months. I think this is going to be something that I do with them. Um, I've been thinking a lot about it this week. And I think like, if anything, it's a good conversation. Um, Here's how I like to be communicated with. Here's what I react well to. Here's what I don't. Um, And kind of see how the three of us together kind of fall into those roles. Totally. And I think, I think also personally, I work in a, you know, industry where assessment is huge, but I've never for like the people that we serve, but I've never been a part of a leadership team that's done that for our team. And like, I think that shows a lot of like, this, this isn't, this isn't the end all be all, but like, I care, I'm interested. I want to understand each other better. So we work the best we can together. And I think that that's huge. I think it's interesting because it's like, it's not like, I'm not going to give you a project because you're an F or like, I'm not going to tell you this information because you're an F. But I think, again, like it's, it's the conversation starter of like, oh, I'm an introvert. So if you, if my team is like, Hey, Grace, you want to go to happy hour work? And I say no after work. And I say, no, like, they're not going to get offended about that. Um, I think it's like the conversation around it and like opening up to the broader, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Here's how to talk to me. Here's how I'm going to talk to you. Here's how we're going to work together sort of conversation. Totally. And I, I think this is like a much larger conversation, but part of why I, I personally, I think you too are like, I'm interested in things like this and understanding each other. I mean, understanding people in general, but like having other things to have context of understanding other people is huge because it's like, you can sit and I mean, certain things are like non-negotiable, but there are, this helps in so many ways, understand people who are different than you. And I think that's like the most useful and like important thing we can do while we're like alive on this planet is try and like understand where other people are coming from yeah and that doesn't happen very often and I think a big part of that is because people don't do that for themselves first and so like any kind of tool you can use to understand yourself and look in and like like oh why do I do this this way and like you were saying like maybe I am a J and like maybe that's something that I want to work on or like what that's like so much farther than so many people go for themselves and I think if more people did that and more like normalized having those conversations with other people and people you work with like 
conflict, I think, would be a lot less <laughs> common. There would almost be like right. a pre-mediation sort of situation of like, oh, we got into a tiff because I'm an I and you're an E. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting, like, it's an interesting way to frame a conversation almost. Yeah. And like, I, that's what, next week we're talking about the Enneagram, which is, I think, even less legitimate than the, the MBTI. But I think like, I... I've shared it with a lot of friends and like, I'm really excited about it because I think it's something that I find using in conversation and like, oh, like I do this, I'm like being called out for this because I'm an eight and like, whatever, whatever. I feel like I'm using it a lot in conversation to understand different people, which is, I think is great and cool. Yeah. I pretty much only use it for like society six posts, (laughs) like what Enneagram levels of types of coffee, whatever it might be. Um, So I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. But I think that wraps up our MBTI first uh, personality series. Yeah. Um, I hope it's interesting to listen to. <laughs> it was interesting to talk about. <laughs> it's super interesting to talk about. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll check back in in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll like retake it in like two months and see what we get. I'd be really interested to see kind of what happens there. So maybe we'll do a follow-up, but uh, tune in okay. next time to talk more about Enneagrams and thanks for catching up with us. Yeah. Um, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.